Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Kelly, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm excited to talk to you about breaking through. But before we start talking about the book, I want to know about you. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thanks for having me. So I am an attorney. I work for a law firm and have been at this firm and in private practice for 29 years now. So that's who I am and what I do. In my personal life, I am married and have four children. And I believe one of your children is getting married soon, correct? That is correct. My daughter is getting married October 8th of this year. So we're very excited. We have a fun year coming up. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. That's a fun celebration to have as a mom, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So attorney, mom, amazing woman, because I know you and other perspectives, but why become an author? Tell me, you know, what interests you in being a part of Breaking Through? I was a journalism major in my undergraduate degree and have always loved, loved writing and loved reading. I've probably read thousands of books in my lifetime. So one of my dreams has been to be an author and I've written several other books that I've never published. I'm sort of running around. So I thought I finally really need to realize this dream. So I'm very excited about it. So talk a little bit about your chapter. It's about you being an attorney and how that can be in a male-dominated industry, especially when you started. So tell us a little bit about the chapter so we can kind of get to know you a little bit better that way. So I started at my firm in 93 and got my license in 96. And when I came here, I was only the second female that ever became partner here. And I was only the third or fourth woman that had ever been hired here. So it was almost all men. If I went to court, it was almost exclusively men. If I attended a deposition, it would generally be just men. Going into becoming an attorney, I never really considered the fact that there weren't a lot of women in the profession. It's just not something that had ever crossed my mind, weirdly, but I was a little surprised about that and sometimes a little taken aback about the comments that I would receive. People would assume I was a court reporter. People would assume that I was an interpreter. No one ever really assumed I was an attorney and people would be very surprised when they found out I was a lawyer. And I was kind of shocked by that, honestly, that that was still happening in this day and age. When I told my father that I was going to go to law school, he had an aunt who was a lawyer. She worked for one of the big law firms in Cincinnati at the time. And his comment was, even though she was a lawyer and went to law school and had a license, she never got to really work as a lawyer. She only got to work as a paralegal because she worked in the 40s or 50s where women really weren't lawyers. So he said, well, you'll never really get to do anything great. And I said, well, I hope that times have changed and that's different. And it truly, I mean, it was, but the longer I practice now, it's not uncommon to see female judges, to be in a room where it's all women. So the practice has really shifted more than 50% of law students are women today. But I wanted to talk in my chapter about what that was like starting out and some of the obstacles that me and some of the other women had to overcome and still occasionally have to overcome being a female practicing in this profession. So that's the perspective and what I wrote my chapter about. 
I love that you are sharing that perspective because there are other industries that women are just now getting to kind of tap into and to be able to grow their career in. So hearing your story and being able to see how you were able to handle those obstacles or handle situations is really going to help women in other industries too. Because, you know, when I read Breaking Through, there were so many things that we had in common that we had to go through that unfortunately there are still industries out there that we're still, you know, as women fighting to get into. And I love that you didn't know that it wasn't a career path that wasn't common for women. I literally in third grade wanted to be a Supreme Court judge. I kind of wish I went that route now, but I didn't know either, right? When you're young and you're seeing the opportunities, you don't see that this could be a hindrance being a female. You just see a job and you're like, that's cool. I want to do it. Right. Absolutely. I, I never really gave it a second thought. And sometimes it's good. You don't know what you don't know. And I think for me, ignorance in some ways was sort of bliss. You know what? My parents did not go to college. So I was one of the first people in my family to really go to college. You know, I was sort of just paving that path with regard to that. And honestly, I really didn't tell anyone growing up that I wanted to be a lawyer because I didn't think anyone would believe that that was an achievable goal for me. You know, there's some lawyers I know and they're a fifth generation lawyer, their parents and uncles aunts and sisters went to law school. They're all lawyers. I didn't know a single lawyer growing up. I just loved to read and I really gravitated toward the books about law. I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird is my favorite book and I think always will be. I can't imagine ever reading a book that I think is better than that. So I was fascinated by that and I didn't excel at much in my life, but I excelled at school. Like I really enjoyed school and I really enjoyed reading. So it just seemed for me like, well, this is something that I should really do. And you know, I remember that first semester of law school, we went to see A Few Good Men. The movie was in the theaters. It was new. And I'm saying to my husband at the time, gosh, I hope I passed my exams because that looks amazing. And I hope that I really get to do that someday. And even then, I was still kind of a little bit doubting myself that I could really do this, right? Because I just didn't know anybody. So in a way, I'm kind of glad I didn't really think through it or know those things because I just jumped into it. Even the guys in my firm were great and they didn't stop me from doing anything. Thing. I mean, they allowed me to go to court and to do whatever. It was just more some of the others who caused, I guess, some issues and some things that I was just shocked about. But that is a big part of why I wanted to write this chapter too, and why I've tried to mentor other women and particularly women in my firm so that the experience for them is better and that it keeps getting better for each generation that, you know, people don't have the issues that maybe I had when I was starting out. So hopefully it is better. And I think law is much better today as I sit here 2022 than it was in 1993. So what are some things that you do with the women that you mentor? Like, what are some key advice or tips that you provide to them to kind of help them even just maneuver through? Because I think in law, there's a lot of politics, I guess you can call it, that you still have to go through as a man or a woman. But then I'm sure there's also some things you have to think about as a woman, too. I think a big part of mentoring is communication, right? So being open with people and telling them I'm here to answer questions, anything you need. When I hire someone, I like to really sit down and go through, here's the expectations, right? Like, here's what you need to do to succeed in the law firm and to succeed in law and really spend some time with them, providing them any information they need. If I see they're struggling with personal issues or anything along those lines, just to try and be a sounding board for them 
them, give them personal advice. I'm actually working on a PowerPoint presentation right now about women professionals and how to succeed, you know, as a professional woman, not necessarily related to law. And I've been collecting this folder. It's a pretty quick folder of things that I found interesting about female professionals. And it starts with a little history of things we've all heard of, you know, women make less money than counterparts. And it's even worse if you're, you know, a woman of minority, whether it's African-American or Hispanic. So, you know, I think that's important to talk about those issues. Like, here's where we're starting and here's where we need to get better. But I don't want to focus on the past, right? Like, I want to focus on how we can be better in the future. So, you know, just trying to do those things. But I hope I try to and I hope I've been a good sounding board for some of the women in the firm and just provide them guidance on what you need to do to succeed moving forward and just to be that listening ear that sometimes people need. It's so impactful to have someone who's on your side in your company that you can have some of those personal conversations with and be able to get that sounding board. So thank you for being someone like that for your people and your firm. That is an amazing opportunity that they have to have someone like you do that for them. Because a lot of times we do feel alone, especially if there's not a lot of people that look like us in that room is sometimes hard. So having someone who kind of raises their hand and say, I'll be your guide, I'll help you answer questions can just really help impact someone who then can impact so many other people to go into that industry or to even buy products from that company or, you know, just hearing some of those positive ways that we're including people and organizations could be so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, labor and professional development too. So in 2005, I did leadership in Northern Kentucky. And then I did the Cincinnati Bar Association offers a program. It's called Call Cincinnati Academy of Leadership of Lawyers. So I did that in 2007. And I did the store class for women. You know, I'm always gravitating toward different continuing legal education and trying to encourage some of the younger women to be involved in those as well so that they get those same professional opportunities. Because I think that's really important important, you know, you can get a lot within the firm and different people, but I think it's good to go outside your organization and to try and do that professional development. Because sometimes it's important to develop as a lawyer, but you also have to develop as a professional woman, right? Or a professional male, but to try and get those opportunities that are out in the community. And Cincinnati has a ton of them. So finding the one that's right for you, I think is really important. So, you know, some of it is just encouraging people to go out and do those things as well. And we've had a lot of women do that, which I think is great because it helps them just grow as a professional. And I'm working in employee relations. You know, I work with a lot of HR people. So I've also had the benefit of doing the Myers-Briggs, doing the Strength Finder, the Hartman Color Codes, you know, all of those things, because I think those are all really important to know how you work and how you work the best. And then if you have people who work for you, how they work and how they work better to get the best out of your team as well. I'm sure writing this chapter was probably an addition to your professional development, right? And it's part of being able to storytell and kind of build up. So would love to know how that journey was for you writing your chapter. And did you have any aha moments about you professionally or personally through that journey? I sat down multiple times and kind of wrote it. And I think it's been in my head for so long, like some of the examples I've had, just some of the thoughts I had that it wasn't a difficult thing for me to do. And, you know, when I write professionally, I spend a lot of time in my workday writing. So writing for me is easy as far as like getting things on paper and getting ideas knocked down. Now, trying to edit it and go through and make it seem coherent and make sense, you know, is another piece to it. But yeah, I mean, it's caused me to really go back and kind 
trying to think a lot about my career and where I started and where I've come from. And I think probably the biggest aha moment was, and I think as women, sometimes we don't do this enough to say, wow, I've kind of done a lot. And I feel a little proud of what I've done. And I don't think that we do that enough. And I kind of, that was probably my biggest aha moment that I'm pretty happy with, you know, what I've been able to accomplish. And that's okay to say that, right? And to think those things, which I think is really nice because sometimes particularly women tend to feel like, oh, we're not good enough or we haven't done this or we need to do more. And that's true, right? There's always more that we could do, but we have to also celebrate what we've done and what we've accomplished. So that was probably my biggest aha moment, just thinking it's okay to celebrate that. Now, I have to say, I was so impressed specifically with breaking through. You guys became a bestseller in the morning. And that was so amazing because I might be biased because I'm in the book. So I'm kind of happy myself. But having a book that helps women be able to navigate a male-dominated industry to me, I wish I had that when I started in the collection agency in 2003. You know, I wish someone would have told me, go ahead and be your authentic self once you feel good, you feel comfortable with it. Or it's okay if, you know, yes, there are going to be people who might look at you differently, but there's always those people who are going to rise up and be your champions. So I just loved that you guys hit that so quickly. It just made my heart so happy. So now you get to add that to your celebration of this amazing career, but now you are Amazon bestseller in multiple categories, which is also very exciting too. Yeah, 100%. It is super exciting. And I was really thrilled to read the other chapters and read the foreword and, and read all, all of that. So that was really fun. In fact, last night, my husband's like, I probably should read your chapter. And he like sat down there right there, my chapter and was like, Oh, that's really great. You did a really great job. And I'm like, thanks. Because I hadn't really shared it with anybody. I mean, I wrote it and just shared it with you guys. Yeah, so it was fun. In fact, I had a text message today from one of my good friends saying, Hey, I read your chapter. It was awesome. And I was like, Hey, So, I mean, that's kind of fun. So yeah, it was really fun for it to come out Friday and to see where all the books went. Yeah, it was a flurry of activity. So it was awesome. Yes. The nice thing is now it's out there. People can use it and hopefully be able to be inspired by you and the other women in the book and be able to hopefully take some of those tips and continue to move forward. The one thing I think I said at the end of my chapter is we just need to get rid of all the isms, you know, sexism, racism, ageism. I mean, honestly, we are the human race. So let's not have male dominated industries, just have human dominated industries. And hopefully someday we'll get there where it feels more like that. And I think this book's going to help us get there. Yeah, I hope so, because I agree with that. And I think when we have an industry that's dominated by anyone, whether it's men, women, you know, races, whatever, you lose a lot, right? Because diversity in all different forms is so good in any type of work environment. You know, and I'm always amazed if you're sitting in a room with a group of people and you're collaborating on an idea, that there will be five people who come up with an idea that I never would have thought, right? And if I didn't have them in the room, I would have missed out on that. So I think we really miss out on that when we don't have diversity in every single workplace. So whether it's a female-dominated profession or a male-dominated profession, I think that becomes a problem either way. So we really need to have that diversity all throughout the place because people bring different things to the workplace. And it's so good to have all of that. I mean, I know like years ago, I remember going to a meeting with a female client and she said, how many women do you have in your firm now? And, you know, I think at the time we only had three or four, we were 
were a lot smaller then. And she was said, you guys really need to work on that diversity because people really do look to see, you know, not only do you have women, but are they in positions of power and what does your leadership look for? And I've probably only been out of law school a few years and left that meeting thinking, wow, she's really right. Like clients do really want to see that. And that is very, very important that we not only hire women, but we are promoting women throughout the ranks and we're really trying to see them in leadership positions because they do bring something different to the table and it's something that people look out for. So I was always thankful that, you know, she said that to me in the beginning. And I've been, you know, fortunate that I've had some really great like female mentors for myself. And I've had male mentors too. You know, I've been lucky enough to have both who have given me some really great advice and perspective. I can never really repay them. So it's just paying it forward to other people, which is what I've tried to do. And I think this chapter is one step in that as well. Absolutely. 100%. Well, Kelly, I just love knowing you and being around you. And this conversation has been fantastic. Thank you again for being a part of Breaking Through and sharing your story. And if our audience would like to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? My bio's on my firm website, which is www, and it's D is in Dressman, B is in Benzinger, L is in Lavelle Law, so dvllaw.com. So my bio's there, or you can find me on LinkedIn under Kelly Tuning Holden. Awesome. We'll add those to the notes to this episode. Kelly, thank you so much for being part of the Booksmarts Business Podcast. Thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.